Howdy folks, welcome to Newsprint Commando. I'm your host, Ed Moore. Pacific Comics for June 1982. All of one book, Star Slayer, The Log of the Jolly Roger, issue number four. If you want to get in touch, you can tweet me or X me. What? Yeah. At Teal Productions or News P Commando. I'm also on Blue Sky as Teal Productions as of recently. I'm on Facebook as Teal Productions. Anywhere you're looking for Teal Productions, it's spelled T-E-A-L. I am IndieMan at gmail.com is the email address. Indie is I-N-D-I-E. A lot of clarification for spellings. Sorry about that. Comicbooknoise.com slash T-N-C. Tango November Charlie is the website. Now, the front cover of our book, green background, foreground, third of the page is a bust of Tamara. Uh, and by bust, I mean just a headshot. Her long flowing locks flowing down and through the bottom third of the page, upon which we have an image of Taryn McQuillan and Baraka Kur, our antagonist of this issue, fighting swords in hand, her hair tendrils amongst their feet and body as they're fighting amongst those tendrils. Inside front cover, the reader said more, and so Pacific presents The Rocketeer, first issue, along with Steve Ditko's The Missing Man. Two big features, 32 pages. I am chuffed about being able to read and talk about The Rocketeer. Now, I have read all of Steve uh, Dave Stevens' original Rocketeer, so uh, this will be a umpteenth reread for me. There's another book advertised in here that I am equally chuffed to be getting into. And then I'll have a few thoughts about those two at the at the end of the episode. We start out. Uh, now, Star Slayer is in full color. Beautiful color. It's scripted, penciled, inked, and lettered by Mr. Mike Grell, the creator, and colored by Steve Olaf. Now, between the inks, pencils, inks, and colors, Mr. Grell and Mr. Olaf, this book is absolutely beautiful, and it just keeps growing on me with every single issue I read. I think after I finish with the Pacific Comics issues, which I think are six, I'll have to look up the first issues and buy them. I think that's uh, 20 to 25 issues, something like that. But these are these are absolutely stunning. Narrator tells us Phobos, innermost satellite of the red planet Mars, a tiny oasis of pleasure striving to maintain its neutrality in a war-torn planetary system. But pleasure is where you take it, and some take it by force. So we have several images. The first is of the planet Phobos with a uh, something orbiting around it. You can't really see it too well. Some kind of station, let's say. We zoom in, I would assume, into the station, and we see individuals of just various dress and styles and types and body types and what have you. Then we zoom into an issue, uh, a panel of Tamra being beset upon by a couple um, Cyclops-looking miscreants and Cyclops of the Marvel X-Men with the visor across his eyes primarily is, is how they're drawn. And uh, one says to the other, there's a ripe one. I haven't seen her around before, retorts the other. Hello, sweet. My partner and I were just noticing that you looked lonely. Care to join us in the sensor pool? I think not. Well, well, an Earth lass. We don't get many of your kind in here. What with Earth's popularity being rather low just now, it's a bit dangerous, don't you know? 
Like I said, she said, I think not. And she flips both of these men headlong across the uh, bar that she's standing at. Written and illustrated by Mike Grell, colorist Steve Olaf, we're told. The two men get up, and just as they get up and approach her, we see a big dude who, uh, we see his chest, because their faces come up to his chest, and that's as far as they come up. He grabs them by the back of the heads and smashes their heads together. She responds to him, and this is Torn McQuillan. I could imagine. I could have managed. He says, I saw. How did you do that? Reduced gravity, remember. Our muscles are accustomed to life on Earth. Compared to the Phobans, we have incredible strength. Anyway, Phobans have no taste for combat. That's why they maintain their neutrality. And Sam says, yeah, a bunch of gutless wonders. And Sam is a little monkey-like robot that sits atop a Torn McQuillan's shoulder, much as the parrot does in a lot of the uh, piratey things that we see, peg-legged pirates with swords and parrots, you know, all that kind of stuff. So Tamra and Torin are looking for a portion of a medallion that is located somewhere in, on, Mars, somewhere around here, one of the moons, somewhere. They're trying to get a lead on it. Was they're talking, the bar is attacked and some uh, pirates, I guess, I can't really tell what they are. They look like, uh, well, uh, sword and, and gun wielding, much as Torin is. He he packs both a sword and a uh, laser pistol of some sort of firearm. So they cut through the wall of the bar here, and they jump through one, two, three, four, five, five of them. It looks like looking for uh, Torin and or Tamra, depending on who who they can get. Because ultimately, what these bad guys want is they want the pilot of the the ship, the Jolly Roger, uh, to help them do something. And they know that the captain of the Jolly Roger is in the bar, uh, and they also know that it is Tamara. So they attack trying to secure these two. And of course, well, not of course, but as we just found out, Tamara and Torin, being from Earth, are faster, stronger, uh, more they have more stamina. But, alas, Tamara is shot from afar, knocked out, and taken away. As the ship leaves, it leaves the hole that it cut in the side of the uh, bar open. And so there's explosive decompression. Uh, Torin has to run quickly and throw a, an emergency safety that closes off that gap. Tamara awakens on the ship of Barakakur. Uh, this this comic is just beautiful to look at, man. Between the colors and the artwork, it's just you don't see it's like nowadays very much in 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 my opinion. It's a very uh, roundish, romantic, pretty art. Not necessarily a cool to look at art, which is a lot of what you see today. Although it's cool to look at, but it's very um, it's just hard for me to find the right word. Yeah, right words don't come to mind too readily anymore anyways, but it, it's just, it's a different kind of pretty than a lot of what you see nowadays. But uh, uh, Baraka is beginning to explain to Tamara why he's had her kidnapped. We cut back to Torin, who receives a message from Baraka, explaining to him basically that I have your captain and the crew of the Jolly Roger needs to do this task for me. And when it is accomplished, I will free Tamara. And that is also the story that 
Baraka tells Tamara as well. So it must be true because both sides are, are equaling. We uh, follow him and Tamara for a little while as they're on, I think they're actually on Mars, and he's telling her his story. Torin and Sam are trying to figure out what to do. Um, Torin is kind of torn. He he could just leave. Ultimately, what he wants is he wants Tamara to send him back in time to where he was because she snatched him right before he was to die. He was he was going to be killed. And that's how he can be in the future because it doesn't mess with the timeline. His timeline ended right where she snatched him from. Well, he wants to go back there because everything that he knows, his family, his world, is gone now. And he really doesn't dig living that way. He wants to go back. If his world has ended, he wants to end as well. But he does realize that only Tamara can send him back. So so he is going to go save her with the help of Sam. And he dresses from the uh, finery that he was wearing when he went and visited uh, the bar there to his battle togs, which is an all-black bodysuit with all his accoutrement, his sword, uh, shoulder slung in a scabbard, his cod piece here with a big skull face on it and armor hanging down over his crotch, his red boots and headband that has the eyepiece that is a, uh, a cybernetic computer device. And then he finishes it with a big uh, headdress masky thing that looks like the skull of some critter, I guess, that he's supposed to have killed. In the very middle of the book is a two-page spread of uh, letters, one of which is from Mr. Bill Mantlow, who at this time is involved in the Micronauts, but takes time to write a letter. So now he sets out to free, or no, not free, he attacks Malika Kerr, who is the brother of Baraka Kerr, and that is the mission. Malika set up Baraka to look like Baraka had killed their father. And then because of that, he had Baraka sent to prison. He has since escaped from prison so that he, Malika, could set himself up as the new ruler in in place of his father who had been killed. Baraka should be the ruler. So I take it he's like maybe the oldest son of the king. And Malika is the youngest. I, they don't explain why, but Baraka should have been the one chosen. And the majority of the people, the fact that it looked like Baraka killed his father, the majority of the people believe that Baraka should be king as well. So if, if he can show that he did not kill the king, most of the people will support him in being the new ruler. But in the meantime, Torin and Sam are attacking Malika to kidnap Malika and take him to Baraka. So that is what is occurring here in this portion of the story. When Torin gets into the throne room from Malika and is about to fight the guard, he finds that the guard is all female and he is faster, stronger, whatever, than they are. And so just as he's about to acquire Malika, Yasmila, captain of the guard, shoots him in the back with a... Uh, energized gun of some sort and knocks him out. Sam escapes. Sam escapes to the surface of Mars to tell Tamara and Baraka what has occurred. So now they put together a rescue mission. Tamara, Sam, and Baraka now have to go to Malika to rescue Torin. 
two-page spread here. This is this is awesome. Coming soon in an era where men were men, women were women, and lizards were lizards. One hero stood alone. He was a nomad, a champion who roamed from town to town. This was mainly because no one wanted him to stick around. Now at last, Sergio Aragonis presents the epic tale of Gru the Wanderer. Awesome two-page spread. Um, the narration and logo takes about a third of both pages, but the bottom two-thirds is a scene of Gru, a sword in each hand, fighting a horde of uh, eh, barbarians, maybe Vikings, hard to tell. And he he has them running because coming up behind him is a dragon that no one that, that he doesn't see, but everyone else does see. Awesome, awesome. I am chuffed also to start talking some Gru the Wanderer. There needs to be a Gru podcast, by the way. All right, we cut to the um, uh, torture chambers, I guess, here of Malika because he threatens to take Torin's other eye because he's wearing that one cybernetic eyepiece. He has both eyes just to affect a patch, right? Because he's a pirate. Jolly Roger, etc., etc. He wears a cybernetic eyepiece. Well, just as he's about to take the other eye, Tamra and Baraka drop in, and a fight ensues while the Jolly Roger is over there attacking another portion of the base, drawing all of the soldiers away. So this way, it's just Malika and his immediate guard are the only people that Tamra and Baraka have to fight. We see a face-off between Baraka and Malika where we get some more information, you know, about the family and about the two of them. Ultimately, Malika is defeated and, I believe, killed. Uh, Torin is freed. Baraka gives his symbol of power once he shows that he has it, meaning he is the rightful king. He gives it to Tamara, and that is one of the things that she and Torin were questing for to begin with. So they achieve their quest by receiving this amulet. Next page is a full-page ad for the first issue of Pacific Comics Presents, which will contain the Rocketeer and Missing Man. Rocketeer by Dave Stevens, Missing Man by Steve Ditko. A full-page ad for a subscription to Captain Victory and the Galactic Rangers, which is coming out bi-monthly. You get six issues for... 550, and that includes uh, postage. Next is a full page ad for Star Slayer, the Log of the Jolly Roger subscription, which is bi monthly, and it is 550 for six issues as well. Inside back cover, Pacific Comics Reader Survey number two, with a little uh, art image here from Mr. Jack Kirby himself. Um, how many magazines do you buy each month? Uh, whom would you like to see writing for Pacific? Does anyone besides yourself read your copy of Star Slayer? Questions like that. And at the bottom, they have ads for Captain Victory and the Galactic Rangers, Ms. Mystic, which will be coming up, I believe, next month, and Star Slayer next month uh, publication time. Star Slayer, Logo of the Jolly Rogers, and the logo for Pacific Comics. On the back, coming soon from PC, Grew the Wanderer, Sergio Aragonis. Uh, grew. Um, interesting. Of all the Pacific comic characters that there are out there. The Rocketeer had a movie made of himself, ultimately, of the IP. And I believe, as I record this, has a series coming out. And Gru um, has continuously since this time been published. And I believe just finished its latest four-issue series. 
Uh, Gru is coming out from Dark Horse, and I believe the Rocketeer book came out from IDW, although don't quote me on that. Gru coming from Dark Horse is a definite. And I throw those out there for people listening in case you want to go find those. I'm sure that you already know this, but there you go. The more you know. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Okay. I think that's pretty much everything that I wanted to say about Star Slayer, Log of the Jolly Roger. Uh, Again, I'll say that I think that this book is just absolutely beautiful. I really like the pencils and colors on this newsprint. It really, really works. Star Slayer's... uh, all-black bodysuit just looks awesome. Uh, he doesn't have to have all the accoutrement. I believe some of these things he can lose because they don't get colored correctly all the time. And, they, you know, so they kind of lose the effect. But I see what they're doing, trying to make him ultra-masculine. Fun book. The more I read it, the more I want to read it. Next time out, it looks like it will be Red Fox issue number six from Harrier Comics. So... If you're as excited to talk about that, or actually listen about that as I am to talk about it, join me next episode. See you then, guys. Ciao.